Welcome to SNAP, survivors of narcissistic and abusive personalities. This educational recovery podcast is presented by Claremont Mental Health and Mandy Friedman, licensed professional clinical counsellor. This presentation contains vital information for survivors of abuse. Topics include the spectrum of abusive personalities, targets of abuse, abusive relationships, and survivors in recovery. We hope this information helps you gain solid footing and clarity as you navigate your road to recovery. Hi everyone, Mandy Friedman here, licensed professional clinical counselor, clinically certified domestic violence counselor, clinically certified trauma professional, the creator of SNAP, survivors of narcissistic and abusive personalities. Today we're going to talk about the blame game, the blame game. You know what I'm talking about. This is the game that we play with abusive and manipulative people who cannot take responsibility for anything that they do. They love to shift the blame. And there's a lot of reasons why they do this and why it works so well. They are the best at the blame game. They win. They win the blame game. Yeah, for sure. Right? And, and here's why. They're good at it and they have no guilt and shame about it. They don't care that what they're saying isn't true. The goal is to control the narrative and to control people's perceptions. So I wrote down a few notes of things I'd like to share with you about the blame game. Um, one of the reasons that manipulative people use the blame game is because they want to mischaracterize you. Have you noticed that as a survivor of narcissistic abuse, you're particularly touchy about being mischaracterized? Well, that's because we've been mischaracterized so many times. And it's a really effective measure to point the finger at someone else and then sort of twist the motivations behind someone's behaviors when you full well know why somebody was actually doing something, right? So this requires malevolent creativity. This is the thing that people don't believe exists, that someone would actually sit there and fabricate some scenario, um, tell a bunch of people about it, and then furthermore, even produce and manufacture evidence to support the narrative, right? So they're really good at constructing the narrative. That's the whole point is to control it. And part of doing that is to mischaracterize people and why they did what they did and what their intentions are. Also, they will place blame on you because you'll accept it. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you just ended an argument by going, okay, you're right, and I'll work on that, and I'll talk to my therapist about it, and you know, and then you really do think, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I, you know, I am that way. And you'll scour yourself and scour yourself to, to come up with whatever the flaws are that they're accusing you of having, or that perhaps, you know, the way you expressed yourself, um, that that's what made it confusing for them. And you're willing to fix it and work on it. I mean, the irony of that, right? That they can't accept any responsibility and you'll sit there and conjure up ways in your mind that you are responsible just so that you can help solve the problem. <sighs> so there's this thing called ego dystonic and ego syntonic. All right, these are two forms of a, of a frame of mind. And an ego dystonic individual is the type that will accept the blame and responsibility and sit and think of all the ways we can improve and do better. Um, so an ego syntonic person, this is the person who loves to place blame and shift the blame and point the finger at others. 
um, that's the person that is like, you know what, there's nothing wrong with me. Everybody else is at fault here, not me, I didn't do anything. And they sleep like a baby, you know, like seriously, they just sleep, no problem, they've got no guilt and shame about their actions and behaviors, and they love pointing the finger and figuring out all the ways that it's everyone else's fault. Um, so if you've noticed the difference between yourself and someone else who consistently will not accept responsibility for their actions and behaviors, yet you're the one that's going like, well, I could do better, you know, maybe their behavior would change, maybe their behavior would improve if I, my behavior were to improve. Again, sounding familiar. Uh, now let's not forget the ultimate blame game move, DARVO. DARVO, and I have a video about DARVO. You have to look back, it's a little bit old. But DARVO stands for Deny, Attack, Reverse, Victim, and Offender. So basically, this person has done you harm, or they've said something really mean and cruel, um, or they've taken something from you, right? And you're confronting the individual and saying, yeah, you said this thing and it was really mean and it hurt my feelings. And what do they do? Well. That's, that's, you know, I didn't do that. That's not what happened, you know. And furthermore, how dare you accuse me? And now I'm the victim because you're accusing me and how dare you? Um, and this is really, this Jarvo is drawn from research done on um, individuals who are sex offenders or people who have committed those types of crimes and what their tendency is to and how they react when they are confronted about their deeds. Um, and then you can see the same method used by manipulative and abusive people on other subjects, not just when they're being confronted uh, about you know, sexual assault, but that you can be uh, confronting them about their, um, about their distrustful behaviors, the behaviors that don't foster trust in the relationship. You know, you went missing for four days and wouldn't respond to any of my texts or emails. What's going on? You know, well, you know, you keep, I'm pressured so much around the house and you don't pay any attention to me or the kids and, you know, like, ah, what, so what if I want to go and, and treat myself and, and hang out with the guys for the weekend? Oh, okay, so you, you ditched everybody and you have gone, like, silent, radio silent, but that's because I wronged you and this is your way of balancing that out somehow and I owe you an apology. Okay. Right? But you'll apologize though. That's the thing. You'll say, you're right. I'm sorry. I do spend a lot of time with the kids and I haven't been spending a lot of time with you. And you know, and you'll go on to figure out how you are the cause of the problem when actually this person was just being a jerk and wanting attention and wanting to show you that they're going to do whatever they want to do. So instead of saying, you're right, I'm sorry, that was shitty of me, they, oh, oh, how dare you call attention to my behavior? Um, and they get super defensive and point the finger. And then we'll be like, yeah, you're right, it's my fault. Um, so obviously they want to avoid responsibility, but something else they really like to do is they want to alienate you from people that might take your side or see it your way or support you or encourage you or perhaps that, that you know, you might go to them for help um, or they're an, an important decision maker in the process of your divorce or your custody battle. So they like to place blame because they're trying to control the narrative because they're trying to alienate and make people not trust you or not believe you. Um, 
It also helps to uphold whatever facade that they are projecting or whatever persona they're projecting. So if you're basically saying to them, you're being really selfish and self-centered and, and like everything you're doing, you're not even thinking about how it's affecting other people. And them going, how dare you say this about me? I work as a pediatric oncologist. You know, I save children for a living. Or, you know, how dare you say that I donated money to a charity? Like, as if, you know, like that, that because they did something nice over here, that that somehow means that what they're doing right now, that like you've just got it wrong entirely, right? That's not who they are. You're mischaracterizing them, how dare you? Right? Because don't forget that all of this is projection. And narcissistic people tend to only have one frame of reference, which is their own perception, which means that everything out of their mouth is a confession. And if they're accusing you of doing something and you're like, I would never do that. That's weird that they would even think that. You're right, because that's how their mind works, right? They're gonna accuse you of mischaracterizing them, Darvo, because that's what they do to people. They mischaracterize people. And that's one way that they run a smear campaign. So they're projecting and I think it's a really nice tool to start to listen to what they're saying and instead of getting defensive or trying to correct them, start listening and you'll learn a lot about what this person is capable of and how their mind works and what they're really up to. If they're up your butt about something that you're like, I don't know where this is coming from. Well, it's coming from their mind is where it's coming from. And if that's where their mind goes, what else does that say? So. I had mentioned that I wanted to do a video about the blame game. I can cross it off my list now so I can get my feel-good chemicals and my brain going because <laughs> you know that's how I work. And um, thanks for watching or listening on whatever format you're finding me. Bye! If you like this podcast, subscribe and leave us a review. Find Mandy Friedman, LPCC, CCDVC on YouTube and Facebook. Join the SNAP Survivors of Narcissistic and Abusive Personalities Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at The Official Snap. Thanks for listening.